This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope this message meets you where you are and elevates you to where God is taking you. Enjoy the message. What really matters? Um, so we're really excited about um, what God is doing in all of us uh, during this time. Uh, with respect to all the chaos that's happening in our world, um, I sincerely believe God is doing something in the hearts of people, uh, literally all over the world, the nation, and, and specifically our community. And so I'm just gonna, I just wanna jump right into the word. I'm gonna pray. If you wanna open your Bibles to Zephaniah chapter two, and I'm gonna read uh, verse one to three. Uh, once again, Zephaniah chapter two, verse one to three. And, and let me pray. Uh, Father, I thank you, Lord, for this word. And I pray, Lord, that we would just uncover in your word this month and today, uh, Lord, what really matters. Uh, there's a lot of things we thought mattered and through COVID-19 and the, um, the social unrest and the protests and the riots and everything we've seen, Father. Um, Lord, I, I thank you, God, that we are rediscovering um, what really matters matters. And so, Father, I pray that there's impartation today. I pray there's truth from your word, and I pray you anoint what I say, Lord, so we uh, can really focus on and allow you to speak to us, God, what really matters in our life and in our world. In Jesus' name, amen. And so, if you would turn your Bibles to Zephaniah chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, I'm going to read it. Uh, Gather yourselves together. Yes, gather together. O undesirable nation, uh, verse 2, before the decree is issued or the day passes like chaff, uh, before the Lord's fierce anger comes upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger comes upon you, seek the Lord, all you meek of the earth who have upheld his justice. Seek righteousness, seek humility. It may be that you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. And I know that's a pretty heavy verse here in talking about what really matters. We're going to kind of go go back to this verse um, as we we, um, just teach the word today. And so um, I just want to extract things today about what really matters. And I'm going to actually give you all of the main points right now. And then we're going to dive into each one. And I just want to break them down. And all of these are right here in this verse. But I'm going to tell you right now, unity matters. Humility matters. Listening matters and people matter. I'm going to say them again. This is what we're going to talk about today. What really matters? And um, uh, for, for you, a Christ follower, for you, a person uh, right now in this world, these things will always matter. It's not that they necessarily matter now more than ever. Uh, they always have mattered. I just think with respect to what is going on, um, these, I believe, are something that we need to remain focused on more than anything. I'm going to say them again. Unity matters. Somebody say that while you're at home or wherever you are. Say that. Repeat after me. Unity matters. Repeat after me. Humility matters. Repeat after me. Listening matters. And last but definitely not least, repeat after me. People matter. Okay? And our vision as a church is that we exist as a church. We just went through our vision last month, Hopeland Church's vision, and we exist that you would encounter God, walk in freedom, uh, fulfill God's purpose so you can change your world. 
so you can change your world. We didn't come up with that vision just because of what's going on in our world. I just believe that it just, by the Spirit of God and His grace, it just fits right now. And so if our vision is that we would change our world, and I preached on that last week, um, we are responsible and accountable to preach and teach to our world and in our world and not avoid it. And so I remember recently listening to a pastor uh, just talk about leadership. And he's just talking about more leadership as a church, leading a church and all that good stuff. And he has this one question he asks all his staff. Uh, I believe it's every three months they kind of evaluate this. And this is the big question. He always asks his team and his staff. And the question is, what's most important right now? Um, he leads a big church, very influential church, and that is something he is he uh, causes his team to come together and ask that because there's a lot of things that that matter. There's a lot of things that are important, but there are things that are more important right now. Okay, so when I'm preaching and teaching this and emphasizing things and speaking to things, I am going to be very specific. Uh, because it's what matters now, um, and I'm okay with being specific. I don't, I, I don't uh, want to just graze over things and not really talk about issues. If we can't talk about it, we can't heal from it. If we can't talk about it, we can't get delivered from it. If we can't really talk about things, um, we're not really going to get anywhere, and, and we need to be able to do this as a church. We, we don't want to shy from this. We want to lean into what's going on. We want to lean into it, and we want our heart, our approach to, to glorify Jesus and to remain spiritual, um, and so we're not going to use spiritually, spirituality as an excuse to avoid the reality of our world. And then on the flip side, we're not going to get carnal and get so entrenched and entangled in all the stuff going on in the world that we lose our spirituality. Uh, but we are going to be in the world and not of the world. All right. And so unity matters. Ephesians chapter four. All right. Ephesians chapter four, verse one. It says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you. I beg you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called. Verse two, with all lowliness and gentleness, all right, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love. He's speaking to a multi, um, a very diverse environment. Ephesus was diverse. Ephesus was a port city. Ephesus had a lot of pagan worship going on. Ephesus had Jews in it. Ephesus had Gentiles in it. He's talking to people that do not necessarily have natural cultural similarities, all of them. But he's talking about spiritual unity with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love. I, I, I'm here to tell you right now that that, that is it. But unity matters. Bear with one another love. Endeavoring, here it is, verse three. Endeavoring, endeavoring, fighting, pressing, persevering to keep the unity of the spirit. Unity matters. This unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Look at that. That there is unity and peace in, in involved. They're, they're, they're cousins, man. If you want the peace of God, there's got to be unity. If we want peace in our streets, there's got to be unity. If we want peace in our marriages, 
All the married people said amen. There's got to be unity. If we want unity, there's got to be peace. It says here, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit. You got to fight for unity. We have to endeavor for this. We have to, it is required for us. We must endeavor for the unity of the spirit. Unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. That, that there, there's something powerful that when we, as Christ followers, approach people, situations, and circumstances with lowliness, humility, humbleness, and gentleness, long-suffering, or patience, bearing with one another in love. I mean, we could just preach on that verse the rest of the month. If we get that right, church, if we get that right, we're going to be all right. If we get that right, this, notice before it talks about unity and peace, it talks of, it's a challenge um, to, to walk carefully uh, with our brothers and sisters, those that have different political views, different upbringings, different skin color, uh, whatever it might be, different, different, um, different socioeconomic, whatever that we, with, with lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep, endeavoring to keep it, the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Unity matters. All right, Ephesians 4, verse 4. There is one body and one Spirit. Somebody say unity. Say it again. There's one body. Somebody say unity. One Spirit. Somebody say unity. Just as you were called in one hope, one hope. Somebody say unity of your calling. One Lord, capital L. Somebody say unity. We have one Lord. We have one Lord. I heard a congressman say recently that we're all in the same house. The world is one house, right? The unity. Uh, there is one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one Lord, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Somebody say unity. One God, one and one and Father of all. One God and Father of all. One Father. Somebody say unity, right? Who is above all and through all and in you all. Unity. Um, don't ever allow your political persuasion to take the seat that Jesus belongs in in your heart. We need to kick out anything that's trying to sit on the throne of your heart that is not Christ. I'm not saying that those things don't matter, but Jesus matters more. My attitude, my approach matters more. Not my, not, no other perspective uh, must sit in the seat of, of kingship, of the king on the throne of my heart, my attitude, my outlook, my judgment, or, 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 or lack thereof towards people. It is Jesus. And this is the thing, is that... Um, Unity isn't easy. Unity will cost you your pride. Unity will cost you your ego. Unity will cost you your biases. Unity will cost you your prejudices. And unity will cost you your political affiliation. There is nothing wrong with certain things and, and opinions. But unity for the sake of Christ and, and his body and your brothers and sisters, all that stuff must bow to the name of Jesus. And this isn't easy. That's why unity isn't easy. It's because it costs me something. It costs me something. 
It, sometimes, you know, it says with all humility, lowliness, gentleness, it'll cost me to listen instead of running my mouth. I'll be honest with you. I'm a talker by nature and I get in trouble with talking too much. Um, and if people that know me are saying amen right now. I can hear you. I know I'm on a TV right now, but no, I hear you saying amen. And, um, but unity will cost me to close my mouth and open my ears, all right? Here it is, Philippians chapter two, verse two. Here's another one on unity. Fulfill my joy by being like-minded. He's talking to the church in Philippi. Having the same love, unity. Being of one accord, unity. Of one mind, unity. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition. I'll be honest with you, man, in the midst of all this, I see a lot of selfish ambition even coming from Christians on social media. It's not about you. It's about unity in Christ. Don't allow political things. Don't allow um, things in the world to, um, to steal away the unity in Christ. Don't let, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But And here it is again, that word, lowliness of mind. Let us, let's each esteem others. Esteem others. The others, who are the others? The ones not like you. Who are the others? The ones that don't look like you. Who are the others right now? Who are the others? Come on, Christians. Come on, church. This isn't about you. It's about somebody else. This is the Christian way. Jesus, Jesus came, humbled himself, the Bible says, as a man, died a sinner's death for us. It, unity and, and to... to to, to receive sons in the earth, it cost God. It cost him something. He had to pay a price to create unity in, in the body of Christ, to, to receive the sons of God. For our Father to get us back, it cost him. And don't think for one moment that unity is not going to cost you something. If you're uncomfortable with this, if, and let me talk to you here. Can I talk to, 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 to some folks? Can I talk to some, to some of my white brothers and sisters? Um, it's gonna, if you're uncomfortable with some of what's going on, if, you're, if it makes you uncomfortable, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing. It could be a good thing that we're a little uncomfortable. It could be a good thing that we're needing to learn some things. It could be a good thing that we're needing to listen to our black brothers and sisters, listen to the black community out there. This is gospel. This ain't political. This is spiritual. Okay, I understand things are political out there. Things can be political. People do, but that's not what this is. This is spiritual. This is Christ, okay? And so that's what it says. It says, let nothing be, nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Better. Better than themselves. Let, let, let's put our agenda aside. Let, let, let's learn something. Let's hear the cry. Let's hear the hurt. Let's listen. Let's put our ear to the ground and listen to, to what's really going on. Let's listen to those. And you know, I, I'll be honest, I was so encouraged by seeing the protests the peaceful protest and the diversity in those protests. And that's just not me, of course, a white person saying that, a white people say that, but, but I'm, I've seen, uh, T.D. Jakes mentioned it, all right? John Lewis mentioned it. These are, these are black leaders in our nation 
And for them to say it, it carries weight because they know, they know the process. They know how far this has come. They have said, this is unprecedented. That's what I'm talking about. We need to esteem those that we, we need to esteem others, those that aren't us, better than ourselves. Um, better than ourselves. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also the interests of others. Folks, this is the gospel. Folks, this is what it is all about, okay? This is what it's all about. Hum this is my next point. Humility matters. I'm gonna read Titus 2, verse 2. To speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, gentle, showing all humility to all men, showing all humility to all men. Humility matters. Showing all humility, humbleness to all men. Verse 3, for we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Don't let the political agenda throw you out of Christ. Don't let the politics, um, you know, get you in the flesh. Be Jesus. Be Jesus. Look at, if you even just look at the history of, um, you know, in, in biblical history and what was going on there and, and the Roman rule and things were unjust and not right and people weren't treated right and, and you know, and, and there were, there, there was classes in society and, and, and there, there were people ostracized. None of that moved Jesus from preaching the word and loving people, okay? And look, um, even in my world of skateboarding, which I am still connected to people out there. I just want to share this as an example this week for me. Um, you know, um, unity matters. Humility matters. That's what matters. Nothing else matters. Do those, do those two. Do those two. Christians, Hopeland Church, humility matters. Unity matters. Throw all that other junk out. All that other stuff is secondary. Um, and I have, a, I have friends in the skateboard industry. One of them in particular, I'm not going to name his name, but he's extremely influential in the skateboard world um, for various reasons. One, and the company he began um, is one of the most prominent skateboard companies and has been for a while, since the 90s. Um, and he came out on social media and apologized because somebody on his team, he's white by the way, somebody on his team, said a racial slur to somebody else in the skateboard community three and a half years ago. And he came out and said, look guys, I should have checked him back then. I apologize. It was wrong. It was wrong. He didn't make an excuse. He apologized. And this is something that he just felt the need based on what's going out there. Like, man, I need to learn this. I'm not, this is real out there. This is real out there. And, and so I commented and said, love you, man. Uh, thanks for coming real with it, right? And then somebody else commented to mine and said, why is it okay for blacks to call white people racist slurs? The double standard is real. And so this is what I said to him. I don't know this individual, but I did comment back. I said, not sure who you're talking about exactly. But I will say that this isn't about you. It's about listening and learning. That's what I'm doing right about now. And I believe that, and this is my third point, listening matters. Listening matters, Hopeland Church. It matters. 
it matters more. I think we got to do a lot more listening. We got to do a lot more listening. All right. And and, and it's going to cost us. It should cost us because if it doesn't cost us nothing, it ain't worth nothing. All right. If it doesn't cost you, it ain't worth nothing. All right. That's why you got, you know, I'll equate some of this to, to marriage. You got somebody that that that's dragging a, a girl along, won't marry her, won't give his life to her. He don't value you. It's been how many years now? He's a grown man, got a job and he still won't marry you. It ain't costing him nothing. And so so if it uh, if, if you don't if you're unwilling to pay the price, it tells you it tells God yourself and everybody around you it don't mean nothing to you. All right. And this is not, you know, this, this has got to cost us. If it don't cost us our, our pride, if it doesn't cost us just to take to evaluate um, and to see what's really going on out there, that 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 white privilege is a real reality in this world. If it doesn't cost you that to say, you know what, things systemically just aren't right. And, and we need to, to really look at our history as a nation and listen and be honest and, and everything isn't so romanticized. Look at we can be thankful for this nation and look at her history and look at what's really going on and say, I am thankful for this nation, but everything ain't right in this nation. You, you can do both. Being thankful for a nation doesn't mean we agree with the net. And just because we, we, um, we see what is wrong doesn't mean we're not thankful for this place. It, you don't, you, it's both. Come on now. Every relationship I have, I'm thankful for it. But there's also some issues in it. I am thankful for my marriage. But, but if you really want to have some real talk, there's some things I'm working out in my marriage. Right? There's nothing that, it's not one or the other. Let's be honest. And be thankful. Come on now. Let's be honest with what's really going on. Let, let's, not, let's not scoot this under the rug. Let's, let's bring it out. Let, let's really look at it. Let's take a look at it. Let's look at the harvest and see the work before us. Let's be honest about it. Listening matters. Listening matters. Look, look at this. I'm just going to read some of my notes here. The, the most fruitful way to listen, learn, and empathize for others is in relationships. I'm here to tell you right now, I believe here, I'm a pastor, and this is, this is my space right here. This is, this, is, this, is, this is my contribution to this community and to what is going on out there. The reason that protests and, um, and riots are, and the media is making us listen as the white community is because we are in white bubbles and there was no other context for us to listen. If we have diversity in our inner circle, in, at our dinner table, and, you know, in our life, if we have black and brown and, and, and uh, friends, uh, we would have been listening. We would have been listening, okay? We, we were created for relationship. And when we have diversity in relationships, it, it profoundly impacts our perception of people. Uh, God is our friend, the Bible says. Jesus himself knew if I'm going to impact people when I walk the earth, they're going to roll with me day in, day out. It's going to be a lifestyle. Um, 
And I'm not, I am honestly listening more. I mean, I'm listening. I'm listening because of what's going on. But what if we had real friends in our inner circle? Uh, we would have been listening, right? If your inner circle is, is an ethnic bubble, you're ignorant of those outside the bubble by default. Uh, if you are in a bubble in your inner circle, that is a seedbed of ignorance and it will perpetuate in your life because there's no other voice. There's no other voice. The reason people are listening now is because they did not have sufficient diversity in their inner circle prior to this. We should have been listening, but our ears are plugged by the white noise in our bubble. I'm preaching good. I'm preaching good. I am preaching the gospel here. The truest test of authenticity is found in relationship. Um, it's found in relationship. And the Bible says, if you want friends, show yourself friendly. What am I saying? Um, to all my white brothers and sisters, is to show yourself friendly to black people. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Show yourself friendly to Hispanics. Show yourself friendly to those don't fit in your that aren't in your neighborhood. Show yourself friendly. Get show and you'll get friends. I heard T.D. Jake said this um, in an interview this past week that um, he doesn't want to be some stage prop for, for white people that now want to talk to him because of what's going on. He wants to be, he said, I want to be your friend, uh, you know? And um, I, I believe it's good that uh, white pastors are um, talking to black people on their platforms right now, but I sure hope that they keep talking to them and that this just isn't uh, because of the media uproar and what's going on. I, it's a good thing. But um, God's not after a moment. God's after a lifestyle, a lifestyle, a lifestyle. People listening matters. Listening matters. Here is Hebrews chapter two, verse 12. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren. This is talking about Jesus. Uh, listening matters that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. It's talking about Jesus. It's talking about our Savior, his method of, of changing the world was to become like us, to, to identify with us, to listen to us, to walk with us. And I want to challenge you, who are you walking with that is nothing like you? Who are you listening to? And you say, Pastor John, that's going to make me uncomfortable. I don't quite get it. They're not going to laugh at my jokes. Guess what? They probably won't laugh at your jokes. Because your jokes are only funny to, to, to white people. Come on. Like, like, you know, this is part of the price. You got to get out of it. Like, this, there, and this, there's beauty. And there is um, blessing in, in diversity. The, the book of Acts, every nation was there on the day of Pentecost. Um, Moses was, was, was a Hebrew raised in the wisdom of the Egyptians. And he was under the authority of a Midianite. Diversity was part of his makeup. Um, um, Joseph had a coat of many colors. The Apostle Paul was a Hebrew of Hebrews. He was circumcised the eighth day. He, according to the law, he was blameless. But the man was a Roman citizen. Somebody say diversity, right? 
This is part of the calling of the church to break social, economic, ethnic, national boundaries by the Spirit of God. Listening matters. Here's my last point. People matter. People matter. Here it is, my last verse, Romans 12.10. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. To honor, in honor, giving preference to one another. Right? Honor. It means, it means value. It means value. It means that I choose to put value on you. I, as a white man, in this context, in this world right now, I choose to put value on my black brother and sister. I choose. Because the Bible says, be kindly affectionate one another with brotherly love in honor, giving, giving, giving preference to one another. All right? All right? And so here it is. Three things. Three action steps. Peaceful protest. I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. I, I believe policy needs to change. Come on now. We need to be an influence for that. Here's the, the, the last part. The last part. Personal. Make it personal. Bring it home. Bring it all the way home. Bring it all the way home. Poli protest must reach policy to make it worth it. Really, it's got to get there. That's the goal. The goal of protest is policy, right? But, but let's, not, let's, not, let's not leave it up to policy. How about we just bring it home? How about we bring it home? God, work in me. God, change me. God, open my eyes. God, I want to love people outside of my world, outside of my bubble. God, smash through my bubble, God, and, 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 uh, and, and allow me the privilege of being Christ to somebody. And so I just wanted to encourage everybody out there today to, um, to focus on what matters. Unity matters. Humility matters. Listening matters. And people matter. Period. I hope you enjoyed the message, and my prayer is that it inspired and challenged you. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings, and to stay connected, just follow us on social media. Remember, there's always hope, and your future in God is great.